Hello, homies. And here we are in 2022. So this is our 40th episode and our very first one for the new year. I'm so excited about our guest today. It is a beautiful lady called Angelika Lemke. And how I was lucky enough to find her is that I was gifted this beautiful book, uh, Homeopathy for Complex Children, by Sharon Ralston, who's the homeopath that I work with. And she had this a few months ago, and uh, she brought it over when we were seeing each other. And I had a flick through, and I was like, wow, this is so gorgeous. And then she gave it to me for a Christmas present. I immediately fell in love with this book. I just thought it was absolutely amazing, got in touch with the author, and I was so excited when she agreed to be on the show. So Angelica is a homeopath and a naturopath, and she's helped hundreds of chronic complex cases, from recovering cases of ASD to building the immune systems of people with Lyme and pandas to finding the root cause in cases that nobody can figure out. She works with clients from all around the world over the phone or video conference from her home in Ashland, Oregon, and maintains an extensive homeopathic dispensary for sending prescriptions. She has a reputation for effective results through her empathic, heart-centered approach and has empowered many individuals to find the healer within. She has taught her intuitive homeopathy approach via a wide array of avenues from conferences to radio shows and published writings and has mentored many women to become talented healers within their communities. She recently published her book Healing Complex Children with Homeopathy. Angelica has a naturopathic medicine degree from Bastia University, which is a five-year naturopathic medical school in Seattle. And she completed four years of training with the New England School of Homeopathy with Paul Herskew and Amy Rothenberg, and has also attended workshops and studied the homeopathic teachings of Rajan Sankran and Jan Shelton. And she received her undergraduate degree from Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. in 2000. So... She is going to share some amazing information with us today and just get us back to our roots, get us back to that healer that each of us have within us. And I feel like 2022 is the year for us to tap into that. We all have it within us to heal ourselves, heal our children, heal our communities and heal Mother Earth. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout Podcast, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and welcome to 2022, our very first podcast. And I couldn't think of a more amazing guest than Dr. Angelica Lemke. Welcome, Angelica. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to have you here. I am an absolute book hoarder. I love books. So when the lovely Sharon Ralston, who's the homeopath I work with, gave me your book for a Christmas present, I was over the moon and she automatically scored a billion brownie points. Your book is so amazing. It's called Healing Complex Children with Homeopathy, and it actually empowers mothers to help their children with all sorts of complex issues. So We're definitely going to dive into that today, but maybe you can tell our audience a bit about how you first got into homeopathy and how you were introduced to it and how you came upon being interested in helping this uh, group of children. Right. So I learned about homeopathy just in naturopathic school, but um, I always had a strong connection to my intuition. And when I learned about homeopathy, I knew this is where I wanted to excel. And I was quite passionate in my study of it. And right after I I graduated, I have just started seeing um, the autism population and autoimmune and pandas population pretty quickly. Um, I started in 2009 
and just got super involved. And when I saw that mothers, their hearts were broken open by what their children were going through, I sobbed. They would sob and I would sob. And I think the the divine feminine in us, you know, really that the mother in us that really sees other mothers suffering, we all suffer. And so I knew there had to be answers. And these are really complex cases where tons of lab tests and they've seen tons of doctors. And I wrote this book because these parents need a guidebook for navigating through these complex issues. Um, on a personal level, my brother also had CVID or chronic variable immunodeficiency when I was little, and he was almost dying and hospitalized right when I was born. And he gave me the name Angel. Mm -hmm. And so that's my name is Angelica. And like, I think that as an infant, my mom in the hospital, my mom trying to heal my brother and working with the right doctors really impacted me. So I, I feel like it's definitely my path in life to really present tools um, that are accessible and powerful. And the way that we can really access them in a powerful way is not through overanalyzing and an excess of lab tests, but it's through the heart and it's through intuition. And when we can get moms to empathize and feel what their children feel in a sensation style like process mm -hmm. and take process and when we can connect our intuition to their higher self and really help sort out the complexity, it becomes a lot easier. Healing is not meant to be such an effort. It's meant to be effortless and, and we're, we're meant to be guided. And so it might be a homeopathic book for the type of person who really believes in guidance mm -hmm. um, and getting that guidance from our higher self. Mm -hmm. You had me from the very first page because... It's the first time I've read a homeopathy book, which just completely resonated with me. And I've never read anything like it because the place where you're coming from about tapping into that intuition, I've never seen that written anywhere else. And I intuitively do a little bit of that in clinic. I started practicing in a couple of years after you. But the last few years, I have also gotten into this place just where I try to connect with that person's higher self. And I'll ask them, you know, why do you, why do you think this disease happened or whatever. And, you know, often they'll say, I don't know. And then I always say to them, you always know everything you need to know already. Your higher self is here with you in your room, your spirit guides. Don't overthink it. If you think about that feeling or that moment, what was the image or the word that pop into your head when you first think about it? And often if they think about it too long, you know, okay, that rational mind has taken over. Like if you can get them to connect to that, um, just that higher self, that knowing we have all the answers in us right this second. We don't need to go looking for it outwardly. It's in us already and just getting them to tap into that. So can you maybe tell our listeners a little bit about um, some of the tools that you use to get your patients to that level where they can connect to themselves and yeah, I mean, just simply muscle testing or some sort of kinesiology does help. You know, it's something that does require some practice, but I was at that place where I was trying to help, you know, child going through seizures and ch children going through such intense conditions. And I had no idea what was needed. And I was just really overwhelmed emotionally and um, and trying to help these moms. And, and I think as homeopaths, we put ourselves in a position of responsibility and we struggle really hard. And what we have to do is surrender that responsibility to a higher power. It's not our responsibility to heal our patients. And some of them are not meant to heal in traditional 
terms, you know, the healing is maybe a, a self-evolution along another line, but um, to really, you know, feel in. And so I, I was like, I have no idea what's needed. And I would look at the picture of my client and I knew that where my focus goes, my energy flows. If I can look at a picture of the client, if I can even look at their chart notes or need, I'm connected to them. And so I started muscle testing myself. I was like, does this kid need Belladonna or Cena or Hyos or whatever it was, you know, butterfly. And I'd get strong. Yes or no. And so it's just getting to that point because homeopathy is about resonance. Homeopathy is about when things are right, they resonate and our bodies are resonance tools. And we should be able to use our heart and the, the magnetism of our heart to be able to understand where that yes and no lies and to go there and say, oh, okay, it's very clear now. So that is a really big piece is the muscle testing or some people use pendulums, Mm -hmm. but intuition is a feeling inside where we just like, this is what our truth is. It's when we relax. And so some people laugh more when they feel something's right. You know, some people like their throat chakra opens up when they say something correct. So really finding that place is really important. And then sensation process is really great in my practice. So that's how I get people out of their heads, Mm -hmm. you know, and I might have my own way of doing it, but it's an intake style where I ask people to close your eyes, take a deep breath in and out and come into your body, connect to your body. Feel into your heart, relax, and go into the body and the sensations of the body, or imagine what it's like to be your child. Mm. And some parents are blocked because they're they've had too much grief that they're Mm. emotionally blocked to feeling their children. So then I try to kind of work them to clear that grief and I have them imagine their child when they're at their happiest and most joyful because there's that bridge to joy and love. When's your child most in his element? When's he most joyful? When imagine holding your child when he was a baby and looking into your eyes. What did you feel? What did that soul connection communicate to you? And and then once I you have that connection, you have the parent then, well then what's the opposite? When they're really stressed, how do they feel? You know, and finding that then that polarity helps guide us. That is so beautiful because obviously with the subset of children that you work with these complex issues, Often they are nonverbal. So if there is very severe cases of uh, autism, the child can't actually, actually speak. So they can't tell you if they're old enough anyway to be able to tell you what they're feeling in their body or why they're doing a certain stimming behavior. So I love in your book how you're describing that this is kind of a way to get in there and use the parent to feel into the child's body and what they're experiencing. Exactly. And the parent will say, I had no idea that's what my child was experiencing. And We're in such a unique position as homeopaths where we get to understand the whole picture and have someone go deep. And why don't we just take that opportunity to go as deep as possible to really help that parent therapeutically empathize with their child? And, um, you know, the other thing about these nonverbal kids is they teach us as homeopaths how to tap in in other ways. Like I have learned how to become way more psychically aware because a lot of these kids want to psychically communicate with us. Mm. They're wanting somebody who's open enough to them connecting to us in that intuitive way. And when we can be that 
person for them. It's just such a, an opening into their life. So, um, yeah, they're, they are teachers too. Mm -hmm. I feel like you are like our little stepping stone of getting homeopaths into the next evolution of homeopathy. And I'm so excited about this because I really feel that that's needed because the types of conditions that we are seeing in clinic today, no homeopath in 200 years has ever seen before. So we are going to have to tread our own path, find our own way through this maze of crazy chronic symptoms that we are seeing in children that are so young. And um, it just makes sense that, you know, with women, especially, I mean, obviously you have male homeopaths and you have male dads that bring their children in, but women have always been the healers. We have all this knowledge, all this knowing inside of us and being able to tap into that and use that for healing is actually something that we've always done from the start of time. So getting back mm -hmm. to that is very exciting. It's getting back to the divine feminine and really, you know, men have that too. We all have access mm. to the masculine feminine, but even homeopathy evolved towards the masculine element of like me healing you, me knowing it all, you know, big ego. I take charge of the healing. I take credit for the healing. Oh, let me show you my fancy case study that shows me how, shows you how good of a homeopath I am. Right. And it's like, we can let go of that and get our egos out of the way and just say like, it's not on me. And I have no idea what to do. Like I'm really humble in this process and I'm not the missing piece, you know, me yeah. as homeopath and come to that place of just loving connection with these moms and kids. And then, you know, there's always one step forward and it's surprising sometimes, you know, you'll get, maybe you'll get guided to a SAR code that you've never used before or, and you get to see it. Like I recently gave acetylcholine, to a child who was just severely autistic and had a movement disorder and it totally helped his movement disorder. Mm -hmm. And in a way I, I hadn't read Materia Medica. I didn't know what it was going to do. I was just guided to it, you know, and we have, we have these amazing books, you know, we have huge amounts of information. How are we supposed to sort through all of these new provings? We have to use this inner GPS mechanism to take us there. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Angelica, why do you think it's important for mothers? I mean, I say mothers because, you know, 90%, oh, I said 95% of the people who bring the children in are mothers, you know, now and again, you have the dads, but why do you think it's important for, maybe we should say caretakers. Why do you think it's important for the, the caretakers when they bring in this child to see you, to know how to use homeopathy and to know a little bit about it and how they can use it themselves. Like, I mean, it would be so easy to just say, go home, give your child this, that's it. You know, see me again right. in a few weeks. But why do you feel it's important for the mothers to actually understand what homeopathy is and how it works and how they can use this for their child? Good question. So in my practice, I first started practicing classically, giving a 30C once a month. And it was like a one drop of a 30C <laughs> once a month. And I did super deep intakes. I did like these two, three hour long sensation process intakes. And, you know, it was like so exhausting. And I like really worked to find that remedy. And I'd find this amazing remedy and like, I'd have these successes and they'd kind of slowly move forward. And then one day this mom came in and she was like, oh, that remedy was great. So I muscle tested it and I just got it in like all the potencies. And I started giving like, I muscle tested that he needed one M twice a day. And the child had this huge response in healing. And then um, we started doing like other remedies and clearings. And, and I just realized like 
wow, what an empowered mom. Like, why would I not allow that process to occur? A mom knows her child the best. She's there every day and she's tapped into them intuitively. And so not only does it help this feeding progress, it empowers the mom to be a healer. It, 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 it speeds up her own healing process. She can heal herself. She can take the remedies too. And oftentimes these moms that I've empowered then go on to become homeopaths. Mm-hmm. They, they take my classes and they want to become a homeopath because it's just the obvious next step when you've healed your child and been a part of it versus like the kind of the exhaustion that, you know, if we take it all on ourselves, it's kind of like psychically exhausting to to try and do that for every case. And then we can't see that many cases because your caseload just quickly fills up because you're managing way too many complex cases and you can only do so much. So really it's, it's my way of empowering the mom, making my job easier, speeding up the whole process of healing, you know, and bringing more of a team approach versus like top-down approach into Mm -hmm. my practice. Absolutely. I love that as well. When I see the mums coming back and then I always say to them, I'm going to give you a prescription just as a rough guideline. So you have something to work from. You're welcome to change that. And I explain to them aggravations and all that. And then I say, when you come back, tell me how you gave it. So I give a prescription, but then when you come back, tell me how you gave it so that I can just adjust my notes and know how your child responded to the remedies. And um, I actually have an hour and 40 minute introduction to homeopathy course. That is actually a condition of treatment. So if you want to come and see me, you have to do this course first before you come and see me so that people already are engaged in the process. They know what homeopathy is. They know how it works. They know what aggravations are. They know some of the basic remedies so that they are empowered right from the start to get on this bandwagon with me and, you know, have that collaborative approach. So it's wonderful when other homeopaths do that. And it's so much more fun when you hear somebody else say, I gave this and this is what happened. I'm so excited. Or they teach you something, you know? So yeah. You were reading my mind. I was about to say that they are our greatest teachers, like that client of yours that came in and said she muscle tested. I mean, I learned such amazing things from my clients. They are really incredible. Right. And it's like treats like we attract in the clients that we need to see for ourselves and people come to see us when we have something um, for them, you know? And so, right. It should be an equal exchange. Absolutely. And what what would you say, Angelica, what does healing mean to you? So what, I mean, it's got different definitions for different people, but what does healing mean to you? You know, ultimately through working on these cases and for myself, it means coming deeper into my own truth and deeper into kind of a, a unified field of truth and love. And it might sound hippie, but it really is. Um, and and when, we, when we're operating from that place, synchronicity is constantly happening. Law of attraction is constantly happening. We're, we're living in a place of miracles um, in our life. And it can be hard. You know, healing can really push us to our deepest evolution to understand what love is. It can make us really see our shadows. And for the families that I work with, it could mean that their child goes from being autistic to being a top A student and in college, but it could also mean that they stay nonverbal, but the parent learns that the child is the teacher teaching them about unconditional love and letting go and compassion. So for each person, it's different, mm-hmm. but um, it's an evolutionary process. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you just reminded me of something I was going to say earlier when we were talking about the parent connecting with a child that I've seen it so often in my clinic. And I know you wrote about it in your book that these parents, because you know, it's so hard raising a child with all of these incredible special needs. And sometimes it's almost like the parent can harden their hearts or kind of almost distance themselves to maybe prevent them getting hurt or maybe disappointment or who knows what. But with the way that you're practicing and allowing them to learn from this experience, you know, evolve spiritually, but also just to connect with that child and realize maybe that they have been hardening their heart or they have been, you know, not connecting with their child emotionally or spiritually. Um, that's really powerful in itself as well. Mm -hmm. There are rare cases where I see that it is actually useful and important for families to have a boundary with the child when where that child is at is so deeply destructive mm. and syphilitic, right? And it's just like, you know, there are times when people really do need to create a boundary or institutionalize somebody because it's too far gone. But for the most part, yeah, what is autism, but it's like, it's an, it's a turning inward and what is healing autism? It's developing that openness to connect and, and in a balanced way and know how to filter information correctly. And so one of the first remedies I give to probably most parents is Ignatia, of course, mm -hmm. because it's that disappointment. So when parents, you know, these things start to occur in their life, they shut themselves down emotionally and they get really cerebral and start researching and making lists and not sleeping at night. And so, yeah, I, I love helping with that. The thing is, is the Ignatia moms, you can treat Ignatia and then they are really into homeopathy because they're also like these type A women who then definitely want to become homeopaths. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. This is just a little one for our listeners. There is this amazing book by Neil Donald Walsh called The Little Soul and the Sun. I don't know if you've heard I read of it. it. Yeah, I love it. My uh, midwife gave it to me with my when my first son was born. But there's actually a lady on YouTube that reads it out. It's about 13 minutes long. So often uh -huh. when I have these uh, little patients that come in and you can see the parent is just so frustrated and I'm I'm trying to guide this parent towards, you know, just understanding that you and this child cho chose the spiritual journey together and you are here to learn from each other. So go and watch this little 13-minute YouTube clip, have a box of tissues handy, and just understand that you are here to learn from each other. So please mm -hmm. go and watch that Absolutely. YouTube clip. It's so good. Or get the book. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now, I wonder if you can maybe tell our listeners a little bit about your book. So Healing Complex Children with Homeopathy, mm -hmm. ASD, mm -hmm. Pandas, Pans, Lyme, ADHD, and more. So what sort of incredible little nuggets will they find in here? And I just want to say it's not it's not just for homeopaths. It's actually written for the parents out there. So this is right. definitely one to add to your collection. Right. It's deep enough that homeopaths can find it useful, but it is instructive enough that I think parents do too. When I started practicing, I um, wrote a lot of notes into Excel spreadsheets and parents would say things like, when my kid has strep, he lines things up. When he's yeasty, he spins. And I think, man, these, these people are telling, the parents are telling me homeopathic proving information that isn't written anywhere else in homeopathy. And we don't have ways of understanding and decoding some of these behaviors in homeopathic terms because it's a whole other ballgame with, with these kids. Um, their immune systems are not strong enough that, that these different infections really show their full profile and personality through all of the stimming behaviors that a child has. So I, I wrote those, those things down. And then I would like, you know, I was in such an intense learning phase where I was studying 
plant remedies and animal remedies and, and the minerals. And I was just really absorbing it all in. And um, so I had created like this set of spreadsheets and then, you know, maybe like six or seven years into my practice, a group of moms who I had helped were like, please help us study homeopathy. We want to. And I couldn't think of how can I, given the breadth of what we had to learn to get them to heal, to heal these kids, how is it, how can I possibly encompass all of that into teaching these moms? It's not like an intro to homeopathy class. It's like deep. Like the fact that I sometimes have to give like a, a lanthanide remedy or, you know, China muriaticum, you know, this is an intro to homeopathy. Like I need to really dive in if they want to receive the potential to healing these kids. So I did a two-year course and I created a little booklet um, that I self-printed. And then when I did my second two-year course, which I was kind of hesitant to do because I was like, God, this was like, this is a lot, you know, it was like a, kind of a lot the first year. And the second year I did it, um, sorry, this the second round, there happened to be a book editor from a famous publishing company and a publisher taking my class and they both had kids who had pandas and it, wow. it unfolded in the most organic held by the universe way. And I couldn't have asked for a better editor to bounce the book back and forth because I was really overwhelmed. I'm like, how do I bring all this material together? It's a lot. Like, so it is really exciting because it just feels like um, it was hard to do but it was held by angels. It was held by the universe and saying like, this is something that needs to be birthed mm-hmm. and I'll help you. And, um, and it just flowed like the whole time. So I'm really great. came out in April, 2020. Definitely get yourself a copy. It's such a good read. And you know what you said about some infections will cause certain behaviors. And that's mm-hmm. something I've never heard anywhere before because I'm seeing these symptoms in my clinic clinic. I'm seeing the stemming and I'm seeing, you know, uh, all sorts of ticks and uh, twitches and all these things, but nobody has ever actually managed to trace it back to what could potentially have been a root cause. So it could have been Klebsiella or Candida yeah. or or any of those. So that's I feel like that's revolutionary. That's something that we kind of need to yeah. dig into a little bit more because that's going to be help us make massive gains in our treating of our children of right. our patients. Yeah. And one of the things that kind of helped us along is the fact that these kids are getting all these lab tests done. Mm-hmm. And so the parents would say, yeah, I can tell that when they have Klebsiella, this is how they behave, you know, and they have these clinical symptoms. And so um, in a way, like these parents were giving us the clinical proving symptoms for what we need to, to see. So absolutely. Like, and it's way more complicated. We need to use way more nosodes than mm-hmm. just our classic tuberculinum carcinosin. I mean, I love those remedies, but um, using the strep nosodes and clostridia nosodes and various ones that are showing up in these cases can just be game changers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not easy though. It's it's rarely a, a one remedy fix, right? a classical mm-hmm. one constitutional remedy fix. It, it's hardly ever, right? And so we really need to expand our conception of how to make homeopathy work for us. That's a little bit more adaptable to the times and the complexity mm-hmm. of the cases that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if you would perhaps like to share a case or two with us. Sure. Um, This is a case of Carl, who's 11 years old, and he had a diagnosis of PDD-NOS, so he's developmentally delayed, 
PANDAS, which is Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Developmental Syndrome and Lyme disease. And um, yeah, so he had, he had a lot going on, but he's also functional and, and um, is verbal. Um, He had an eight long day strep infection and afterwards ended up a totally different kid. He lost all of his math skills. um, Even after that brushing his teeth became difficult. He was really overwhelmed. His mom would find him in a puddle of tears 15 to 20 times a day. He became angry, aggressive, and frustrated, and everything became so difficult for him. Um, So that was after his strep infection. So, but he wasn't bedridden. He was really like, loved his family, was chatty, talked about his video games with me. His mom told me he's super messy. He's really funny. He's also really obsessive about bumps on his skin. He's really prudish about like poop in the toilet and very particular. Like if, if things didn't go his way, it was like, he just have a meltdown, right? Like this is how the the way things were supposed to be. Um, He had blood sugar issues and poor detox. Um, If he had caffeine, it would put him to sleep instead of keep him awake. Um, He was gassy and he belched a lot. And so we think, oh, this is a sulfur case. I totally want to give just sulfur. And we could give just sulfur, but just sulfur didn't do so much for him. His etiology really started from this strep case. I added in streptococcinum, which is the remedy of strep pyogenes. And I gave sulfur and strep intercurrently. So on alternate days, and he had, um, he just stopped breaking down. He stopped having an explosive temper and everything improved. You know, I did some more kind of nosode clearings with sulfur as his constitutional, you know, seeing how clearly um, sulfury he was. Why do we have to use these nosodes and clears? It's because we've just so suppressed our body's ability to deal with them through pharmaceutical interventions and, and just kind of a weakness of the immune system in general. And so we want to kind of reintroduce the energies of these things to help our body recognize it's, it's mirroring back to the body, what it's not seeing so that the body can say, Oh yeah. And like move it on through. Mm, Beautiful. Because the podcast is for the general public, whenever there's a word that pops up that I think our listeners might not know, I always try to clarify. And you've just said nosodes and clears. So nosodes are remedies made from diseased tissue. Um, and we have loads, loads of those, any sort of, you know, diseases you can think of. We have remedies that are made from that. And sometimes it's made from the spit of the ill person um, and sometimes made from diseased tissue. But you mentioned a word clears. Uh, can you explain that one? Yeah, clear is a word that we use in what's called isopathy. So isopathy is the same as homeopathy. It's just using a remedy from the same exact thing that caused the damage. So in homeopathy, we'll use chamomile and cena and things that we use in herbal medicine to help assist the body. Arnica with swelling, but it's not like the arnica caused the trauma, right? And that we take the arnica. In isopathy, we can take a remedy of the substance 
And, you know, it might be Tylenol, you know, a remedy from Tylenol or a remedy from a pesticide Mm -hmm. that caused some sort of um, toxic insult to the body. And so when we take something that way, we're trying to clear it out. Mm, And so the process or the use of isopathy has been popularized by some homeopaths, um, the late Tina Smits who is a Dutch homeopath and Tan Janssen and, and many other homeopaths are, are integrating it with the classical approach. Mm-hmm. You know, so you give the constitutional remedy to kind of support the overall constitution. And then you give kind of a clear remedy or a remedy to help move something that is suppressed in the body or stuck in the body. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And before we finish off, can you tell us, Angelica, where people can engage with you? So I know you've got a course and you've got the book and you've got a podcast, which is so good. When I asked you to be on the show and you said, yeah, I have a podcast too. I'm like, wait, what? How did I not know this? And I've almost listened to all the episodes. They are so, so good. Um, So please tell our listeners where they can engage with you. Thank you. My website's intuitivehomeopathy.com and I have two courses that I'm starting um, in February. And um, my, so my two-year course, that really deep course starts um, February 1st. And, um, and then I have an intuition class for healers, homeopaths, and, and moms. Um, it is focused a little bit more on people in professional practice, and that will be offered for the first time. So you can find more details on that on my website. And then um, my practice right now, I'm just supervising, but I'm supervising other homeopaths through the homeopathy hive. Mm -hmm. And that's where Sarah also, Sarah Valentini also works. Mm -hmm. And the podcast is found on that website. And it's been really wonderful. I really feel like I'm a part of a circle of healers, a circle of women. I'm very connected to Australia for for some Mm -hmm. reason. I feel like we're gritting this kind of trans-Pacific kind of energy feel to really bring about like, we want to heal and evolve ourselves so we can heal the planet. I mean, it's, it's really about empowerment and shifting into another level of being and in homeopathy. So I'm really grateful for all the women I get to work with because we're all sharing in this kind of collective grief process for what's happening to our kids Mm. and the planet, but then this kind of collective lifting that we can kind of all together help support each other. So yeah, your podcast, I'm so grateful for, and my podcast is created by, you know, people that I've helped teach. And and it's just a big snowball that I hope just keeps growing. It's going to, the world is so ready for homeopathy. It's so ready. Now, the other thing is that I always ask my guests right at the end, their three favorite remedies and why, but I think for you, I'm going to twist that question just a little bit because you have some very interesting remedies in your book. So maybe you can tell us the three most interesting remedies and why. (laughs) Uh, Maybe the three most interesting remedies, man, um, some of them probably would be ones that aren't well talked about or written about. I love the animal remedies. So there's, there's small, there's maybe like three to five remedies that there aren't aren't written anywhere else up in great detail that are in my book. There's an animal remedy of the, it's like the double headed snake. It's the, called the worm lizard. Wow. <laughs> it's a snake that stays under the ground and it looks like it has two heads. And I've used it twice in like really weird psychosis cases where the person couldn't see their duality. They couldn't see their kind of split personalities um, and they had an intense rage. So that's a really, it's also called Amphisabina Alba. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's a really interesting one. I haven't used it a lot, but it's interesting. Um, 
There's a, a remedy called Clarodendrum inerme, and it's a, a wild jasmine from somewhere in Asia. And I had a mom have a child um, who had tics. Her tics were somewhat sexual. She would like, kind of gyrate her hips, and she was a dancer, and um, it was just this kind of twitchy thing. And we had done a bunch of remedies. She'd done well with carcinosin. And the mom said, you know, there's this tea that's supposed to really help calm the nervous system and help with ticks. Can we make a remedy out of it? And I didn't even have access to this remedy. It didn't exist. So I bought the plant. I bought the stick. I put it in a pot. <gasps> I let it grow. I waited until it had leaves. I picked the leaves and then I made a remedy out of it. And not only did it help her daughter's ticks go away, it helped lots of kids. Wow. So that was a really cool one. <laughs> that's dedication. Um, yeah, I haven't done that probably since then, but <laughs> it was a fun one to get to. Yeah, to but that's the thing when you when you're opening yourself up for this process, when you're opening your mind as a homeopath to this is more than just what's written in our materia medica. There's no end to homeopathy. Then this is the magic that happens. So that's so right. wonderful, right? And when we can really open ourselves up to our intuition, we can almost. We can get guided into remedies that we just never, ever mm. have heard of or thought of using. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really important to allow that because the universe also wants us to learn and to learn about it, mm. you know, and, um, and be surprised at the results and get excited about, oh man, when I can really open up and trust and listen to my intuition, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. And lucky number three. Lucky number three is emerald. Mm -hmm. um, I was just at a potluck yesterday and I have a set of remedies that I give out for when people have issues with EMF. Mm -hmm. And it was a woman who was a secretary and she was just like super struggling with EMF. And I, she got the, the, the set of remedies and what really helped her was Emerald. It just cleared up all of her mental fog. It helped me when I was in New York city and I was working in a cubicle up 20 flights and I was surrounded by all of these other offices. And it was just like so much electricity and so much Wi-Fi. And I'd have these like migrants and I was doing homeopathy in this setting. Yet I was just completely feeling like, ah, like energetically like assaulted. And um, I got guided just pure intuition to take Emerald and it just cleared the fog. Mm -hmm. So I find that a really important EMF remedy. Amazing. I've been using that poly radiation remedy and that has got a Wi-Fi and TV radiation right. and all sorts of other and 5G and yeah. all that in it as well. But yeah. it's isn't it wonderful that, I mean, what other modality on the planet has tools that you can use for this incredible onslaught of all directions, this uh, unseen onslaught that we're having from all of this radiation all around us. And it's only got Absolutely. a bit more. And it, and, it, and it shuts, it condenses us. It kind of shuts mm. down our kind of connection to source and our, our auric fields. And it's really important for us to maintain the integrity of our energetic field. And we know mm. that as homeopaths and yeah, we could take remedies, but we also have to find the right environments and the remedies should help us find the inner freedom and strength to make sure that we create healthy environments for ourselves and, and promote that for our clients too. Amazing. Angelica, I am so glad I could start off 2022 with you as my guest on the show. It is just so brilliant. When I started reading this book, I said to my husband, 
Oh my God, this woman is saying things I've never read before. This is just resonating so much. I went to your website, sent you an email, and then just like was holding my thumbs and hoping you'd reply. And when you said yes, I was just so excited. So I cannot think of, of a better course. guest to start this year off with. And we are in yeah. the middle of a homeopathic revolution right now. People are so ready for this information. They want to heal their children. They are looking for alternative options. And we are right here with all the tools to help you heal. So thank you so much for bringing this message of inspiration to our audience. Uh, is there any, any last words that you wanted to say before we finish up? Just take a deep breath in and realize like we don't have to effort and we can just kind of Take a breath in and connect to our hearts and the answers will come. And it's not meant to be difficult. It's meant to flow with ease and grace. And if we can connect into that part of us that can receive that ease and grace, it will just make the journey so much better. Mm -hmm. And that part of you that's really beating your head against the wall, just surrender it and just say, I have no idea. And um, if we can be guided through 2022 and the myriad of issues that are facing the planet right now with that ease and grace, I think we will all be better off. Thank you so much. I couldn't think of a better way to finish off. Okay, thank you. <laughs>